Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Okay, Ecclesiastes. The verse 4. Let's all read together. Yeah. Carry on. Let's read from verse verse um, 8. Amen. Okay, the first, so we are going through the wisdom uh, statements and uh, you must pray that God will help your mind to work correctly as we go through each point. Amen. So the first point is all things are full of labor. As uh, the first important thing you must agree with now on the way that all things are full of labor so take a note of that Hmm? so it's something you must um, know you get it that all things are full of labor Amen. Amen. Are you understanding it already? Yes. All things are full of labor. <laughs> huh? What? It's not an easy thought. Yeah. All things are full of labor. All things means all things. Huh? Being, um, what are you planning to be? Life. Huh? A lawyer. It's full of labor. <laughs> you want to be a lawyer? Are you in Legon? Cape Coast? Do they do law there? Are you finished that one and you come to Legon? Okay. So, all things are full of labor. Going to school is full of labor. Is it not full of labor? Are you not struggling? Uh, Being a lawyer is full of labor. Uh, It's not easy to be a lawyer. But these are some of the deceptions and delusions you must come out of now that there, are, there is a place I will not work hard. You get it? There is a place that I will not struggle. Uh-huh. There is something that I can do that will not be so hard. 
And that will be easy. You get it? So being a lawyer, a practicing lawyer, is full of labor. Being a good lawyer is, when you say labor, we are talking of tiredness and exhaustion. Huh? Being a rich lawyer is full of labor. Amen? Amen. Lawyers are very tired. They are working all the time. Very hard. You get it? Let me give you leave the professions. Let's go to being a rich man. It's full of labor. It is said that the world is run by tired men. The world is run by tired people. People who are tired. They, they work very hard. You get it? Being a poor man is full of labor. <laughs> Serious. It's very tiresome to be a poor person. And it's very tiresome to be a rich person also. Huh? Yeah. It's worrisome. Like, see, when you are young, that's why I'm teaching you the wisdom. Because when you are young, you have delusions about what exists. Uh-huh. So being rich is full of labor. Being poor is full of labor. All things are full of labor. Full up. Hard, persistent, wearisome, dreary, repetitious, sweaty, Work. Being a wife is full of labor. Being a good wife is full of hard work. Standing there, smiling and putting on lipstick and it's not being a wife. There is more to being a wife than huh? There is more to being a wife than just being there. And you have to get it into your mind. Being a pastor is full of labor. You see, and let me tell you something. If you are going to be good at what you are doing, it should be full of labor. But if you are not going to be good, let's say I'm going to be that, but I'm not going to be too good, it's still full of labor because you are not too good here. So it generates labor in another realm the realm that is generated by your lack of labor at this place you have to that's why i say being a poor man is full of labor because it generates a whole lot of worrisome moves you get it which you still have to undertake to survive that is why Ghanaians are trying to get visas trying to go here trying to go there trying to get a, a what do you call it to go here to go here, to do this, and so on. It's full of labor. To go to the visa uh, place, you have to queue early in the morning. I'm sure some of you have been there. Uh, It's not a simple thing. You have to go there, show yourself, do this, do that, whatever. It's not a simple thing. It's full of labor. Full of labor. So, when you are, let's say, I'm going to be a, a lawyer, but I'm not going to be a good lawyer. So, 
not too much work, then the poverty is created by not being such a good lawyer. And that one creates more labor in other areas. And you have to compensate. Being a pastor is full of labor. Working in the ministry is full of labor. Those of you who want to apply to work in the church is full of labor. In fact, anything that you are doing that you think you are deceiving somebody, I'm doing it, but I'm not working hard. Think carefully because remember that it's full of labor. You may have to choose which labor you want to labor on. But you may think that you are faster than somebody. So those of you who have applied, you want to work in the church. So I want to be in the ministry. I want to. It's full of labor. Playing golf. You see Tiger Woods and so on. You know how many how long they practice. There's no. One day I was playing golf. I said, I, I thank God that this is not my profession. <laughs> it's one of it can be one of the most painful things to do to play golf. And that this frustrating thing should be a profession, your life's work. Playing tennis is full of labor. Playing piano is full of labor. That's why I, I stopped classical piano at a point because the labor that is involved the amount of hours of practice that is involved in doing that you must ask yourself whether you are ready for that being a good husband is laborious yeah it's full of labor you have to actually work hard to please a weaker Easily deceived vessel. <laughs> the woman was deceived. The man was not deceived. And so they are more easily deceived than men. Usually. It's painful. To be a wife is labor. You have to be a woman. You have to cook. You have to cook for yourself. You have to go to school. You have to work. You have to look after your children if you have children. You have to be pregnant. You have to go and labor. You get it? To travel. Then you have to be a shepherd, a Christian. Quiet time. Whatever spiritual thing. As he is praying, you are cooking and you are also supposed to be spiritual. And later they will say you are deceived. Well, you were praying. You were cooking when he was praying. So no one, no longer you are, no wonder you are deceived. And then they will be saying that you are deceived. Meanwhile, you were, you were cooking because they told you to cook. For him who was praying and reading his Bible. <laughs> huh? And then you have to, um, if you are a pastor, a lady pastor, you have to also preach. So you have children, this, and then your husband, then he wants you to have sex and jump around and be uh, frisky. And participate. <laughs> oh. It's full of labor. <laughs> All things are full of labor. Okay then pastor. I don't want to be a wife. I just want to be a beautiful girl. It's also full of labor. <laughs> Going to do your hair is full of labor. Going to find this is full of labor. 
So I don't like my face like this. So I want to do this to my face. I want to do this to my hair. I want to do this to my breast. I want to do this to my thighs. I don't want to be like this. So I want to change here. So I'm going to do exercise. I'm going to, all things are full of labor. <laughs> oh yeah. So in fact, we have to accept Life on this earth as being full of labor. You see, I was asking somebody, why are you going here? What is the reason? What is motivating you? What is driving you to take the step you are taking? You understand? Because there is that mind that there is something somewhere that, that, that is not here. And, and I, if I make the move to get to that place, to get that thing which I don't have here, you get it? I will have that freedom there. It's a delusion, I tell you. And that is the delusion that we follow. Because it's like, I am struggling here, so I am going to the place where I will not struggle. All things are full of labor. And you have to get it into your... Because when you have that, you become at rest. You enter a restful state. You enter a restful state. And you know that all things are full of labor. To be a poor man, to be to be a Ghanaian is full of labor. To be an American is full of labor. But you may not believe it. I'm telling you. Americans, Ghanaians in America, is not a small thing for Ghanaians. One day I went to stay with a certain brother. He was a lawyer. I mean, I just, I stayed with him for just a, a night or two. And so at midnight, I thought, you know, when we came home at midnight, when I said, oh, I mean, nobody comes home later than me. So when I got home, he wasn't there. Now I was with Pastor Eddie. So I went there, we just, you know, say, ah. I mean, because I know that he had gone to work. I know that Lighthouse Pastor, sometimes we can really come late and go, we are moving around and so on. So I said, oh, there's no work that somebody comes later than. Oh, it was not at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. So Pastor Eddie said, oh, he'll come in the morning. I said, are you serious? Because he has left Ghana to go to a higher place. All things are full of labor. The work that he was doing there is not a small job, I tell you. And now, to move to a higher level, you have to withdraw and go to school and go to school for some years. Are you there? To be whatever. So, it's full of labor. If I say that now I'm tired of this, I want that, you go and find exactly the same thing there. I don't like to marry this person. I want to marry this. It will be easier. Do you know that people who divorce, more than half of them remarry the same person? It has been shown. Yeah, because after you look at it, like, no, no, this one. The old problem is not so bad after all. I have managed and massaged it for some time. It has even slimmed a bit. I like the old problem. And you need to know that because so many times you see somebody smiling. You see me working, doing the work of God. I look relaxed. It looks as if I'm, I know everything. Everything works out for me. I don't have any problem in this world. Everything is perfect. I live happily ever after. You don't have any idea. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a deception. So don't, the rain that is beating you is the same rain that is beating me. And maybe mine is even wilder than yours. And the, the, the storm beat vehemently. The word, is the adjective there is vehemently. 
But if it's not that, there's no vehement rainstorm somewhere. All things are full of labor. So, instead of being deluded and going on a journey to find a place of rest which does not exist on this earth, rather look for what in your heart is your wish of what you like to do with your life, what you believe will give satisfaction, or what God is leading you to do, and rather do that, and know that whether I, whether I do what God wants me to do, or I don't do what God wants me to do, all are full of labor. <laughs> so, since all of them are full of labor, I might as well choose the labor that has eternal rewards. Do you get it? Because I'm still working very hard. If I was practicing as a doctor in America, I would be working very hard. I'm on call, I'm on night, I'm on day, I'm on this, I'm doing this. I would be earning money, I'll be doing whatever. I would be working very, very hard. And here too, as you can see, in a certain sense, I'm successful, I'm prosperous, I'm blessed, whatever. But I'm also working very hard. I'm, most of the time, I'm tired. Most of the time, I'm tired. Somebody saw me said, ah, you've lost weight. How many realize that I've lost weight? Yeah. Why should I lose weight? <laughs> Precious issues that you may not know about. Vehement storms. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. But you must know and accept in your heart that all things are, the ministry is full of struggles. Struggles. Suffering. Sweating. Oh, architecture is full of struggles, sweating, pain, pain. Architecture. (laughs) I am trying to impart wisdom to you at this camp meeting. I want you to know all things are full of labor. Choose the labor that will give you eternal rewards. That's all. Choose the labor. Because as for the labor, it's promised it is standard application. It's included. The struggles. I say the the struggles. The sweat. Oh. The issues. The pain. To succeed. To live. To eat, to drink, it's, it has been, it's, it's universal. I said it's universal. Do you think it was easy for Princess Diana? It wasn't easy for her. She struggled. At the time you see that, she has lost her eyes. They showed different films of different t- parts of her life. And when she appears in public, you see that she's annoyed. All things, even being a queen is full of labor. Being a princess is full of labor. So accept it. Mark, accept it. And choose the labor. That is why me, I think that I'm really privileged that I go to work, I come, I do the work that I'm doing. And yet, I'm doing the work of God. And yet, it's an eternal thing. Oh, I think that I'm more blessed than anybody who's just, I mean, going to type letters somewhere, going to do whatever. And then, it's like, it's, it, it has no eternal Reward. No, 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 no. I was preaching at a church and their pastor used to work at a very high 
place in the secular world and he's just came full time. And I was telling them that that is the right thing to do. You know, and I was telling them that they are, they, they are all afraid to take such a step. You know, but I was telling them that, you know, there's a song, the dearest and the best, the old rugged cross. How does it go? Mm-hmm. Whether, yeah. But where does the dearest and the best come in? Who knows? Who knows it? Who knows it? Where the dearest and best was, was sacrificed or something. Ah, nobody knows it. No. You can sing it. Come and sing for me. Hallelujah. It speaks about the dearest and the best. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I The dearest and best, and the best. Sing it again. Come on now. On a hill far away, yes, stood an old rugged cross. Come on now. The emblem of suffering mm. and shame. Yes, Lord. And I love, I love. that old cross. Why do I love Where it? Where the dearest and best The best of all For a world huh? the best of, of all lost. Sinners he was slain. 
not a second best not a third option the dearest I said the dearest and the best I said the dearest and the best was put up there on the cross for a world of sinners my goodness something is happening to me I will cling oh, man. to the old The dearest and the best was offered. It was offered up. And exchange the dearest and the best. For a crown. If the dearest and the best was put up there for a world of useless people. then you and I are hoping that God will choose somebody else but he wouldn't choose the best amongst us and the cleverest amongst us and the most intelligent amongst us and the finest amongst us but he should use the unwanted, forgotten uh, outcast, furthermost non-qualifying, those who couldn't go to school he should pick those ones he should, he should use those people but the dearest and the best should be given to Barclays Bank and the best should be given to Volta River Authority and the dearest and the best should be sent out there to become politicians and the dearest and the best should be transported to America to Harvard University and the dearest and the best should be given to every other pursuit apart from the pursuit of God but I will cherish that old ragged cross where the dearest and the best I said where the dearest and the best it was put up there not a second option or a third option or a downgraded version but the best the dearest and the best oh man that's why I'm preaching for the Lord people look and say ah, you are a doctor you are this, I'm nothing God wants the dearest and the best he gave his dearest and his best from the beginning and you want to give him you don't want to give him the dearest and the best years of your life and we don't want to give him the dearest it's like when somebody gets first class in school that person is not qualified to be a pastor it's like he's overqualified he's over dear over best over over good too good too good too good for something like this too clever too even you yourself you think you are too good for it that's why some of you your first option will not be god and his work and his speech but something else yes because you think you are too good too good for something like that something so low i'll cherish that old rugged cross. Those two words have been ringing in my spirit for some time. The dearest and the best. I don't know why. It's been, I said, I know these two words from somewhere. But the dearest and the best was offered up. Oh yeah. And I'm going, to, I'm going to send the dearest and the best to where they have to go. Yeah. I'm not going to say the dearest and the best must go here. And the not so dearest and the not so best must go somewhere else. A world of lost sinners. We are useless when he came to die for us. I tell you, wretched. (sighs) And you feel you are too good. You are better than 
you know, it's like you are at the, at the level of whatever. You are the level of what, you know, you are at a higher level of something more useful. I mean, you are the type who will be this or that or what, but not something down there. Why would I give something less when my Savior gave him, when God gave me his dearest and his best? The dearest, where the dearest and the best, the dearest, the dearest in heaven. He was offered the, the, the best. The best was given. Hey, and you will give God which of the years of your life? Which of the years? The best? The ones where there is energy? Where there is life? Where you can learn? Where you can think? Which of the years are you going to use to give your, yourself to the Lord? And you want to come to give God when you are retiring? When everything is over? When you search for a thousand things which you never find. And you can hear, you know that you won't find them. Because I'm telling you that you won't find them. Because Jesus said, whosoever. I didn't say, he said, whosoever shall drink of this water shall thirst again. Because all men are looking for the water that when you drink you are not thirsty again. That's why the next person says, the eyes are not tired of seeing. They will see and always want to see more. Sing me that song again, my sister. On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross Come on. The, the cross is going to be popular again. The cross. I said the cross is going to be popular again. Uh, I said it's going to be a popular preaching again. The cross of Jesus Christ is going to regain central position in the midst of the church the cross and best for a world of lost sinners were slain sing it again on a hill, on a hill. far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame and I love, I love that old cross where the dearest and best, best for a world of lost sinners were slain and I'll cherish, I'll cherish. The old, the old rugged, rugged cross. cross Until my soul trophies Sorry. At last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross Come on now I said I'll hold to that cross And exchange Jesus. it for a crown. Hallelujah. Well, so I was telling this church, I was talking to them and I said afterwards, you know, why should the dearest and the best give their strength to KLM, to Swissair, to help some white racist man to make more money? That's what we have given the dearest and the best of our people and of the believers 
they are out there to make the white man who owns Barclays Bank have more money and, and the effort and the energy to build NPP and NDC the dearest and the best please the dearest and the best should be out there sharing paracetamol and chloroquine the dearest and the best should be out in court fighting contentious and cantankerous issues which have no solution and will never be solved and telling lies the dearest and the best should be typing letters to advance the cause of making money and doing things on this earth which have no eternal value but I want the dearest I want the dearest and the best amongst you I said I want the dearest and the best amongst you in the house of the Lord from morning till evening advancing the cause of the kingdom of God advancing the gospel pushing pushing forward in the last day the last effort the best of you I said the dearest amongst you and the best of you standing in the house of the Lord not that, that, that those who didn't those who couldn't get visa to go to England and those who didn't get visa to America those are the ones who should be here but the dearest and the best because when you go to the visa and kind of white man looks at you and says uh, refuse, stamp refuse refuse, it's like you have been refused so it's like you are almost like a lower type of Ghanaian a refused Ghanaian and then, and then like when you are refused they say yes Lord I've been refused so here I come to your kingdom. I've realized that I should work for you from today. But you go and get that visa. I'm one of those who have been given a visa. But I'm bringing myself to work for the Lord. The dearest and the best. Look, all things are full of labor. Get it straight. Get it straight. If you are married to James Bond, you to be full of labor. If you are married to King Kong, it's full of labor. If you are married to Shawanda, it's full of labor. If you are married to uh, Ricky Z, it's full of labor. All things are full of labor. Get it straight. You are not moving from labor free to labor intensive or labor intensive to labor free. There's nothing like that. Get it straight in your head. You are not going to America to enjoy. You should see the people in America, how they are. Say, Bishop, so when, do you say, when you say it, we don't believe it. And it's true. People don't believe it. They are not moving to any better situation. All things are full of labor. Working for the Lord is full of labor. Before you rise to a certain point in the ministry, it's full of labor. You have to work and you have to prove yourself. And you have to. You see, when I go around from place to place, eh, nobody asks me for my certificate. You know that Yongicho, he invited me to preach with him. I was sitting by him. I preached, he preached in Japan. Twice I've preached for him. You know, one in Korea, one in Japan. Both of them, he didn't ask for my certificate. My certificate of reverend or ordination or whatever. You see, they know that the labor you have planted the labor you have invested is evidenced by the fruit that you see. So after that, they don't ask for certificates anymore. Uh, that thing is there. And it takes labor. And everybody who has been around for some time knows that it takes something before you get to somewhere. It's not just by saying all the right things and shouting, forgive, mercy, change, agree, and so on. <laughs> 
all things are full of labor. And if you come and work in the house of the Lord, you want to come and be slip slop, playing around, you found your way to the wrong place. Because whatsoever a man soweth, he shall reap it. And you will find out that the seeds you plant will harvest them, so will come and harvest will be there. If you see Reverend Saki here preaching and where he is in the ministry, he has worked very hard for many, many, many years. Many, many, many years. We don't have closing day, closing time, starting time, vacation time, whatever. For a long time, before most of you, when you were, some of you ladies, you didn't even have breasts when he was working here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we subtract 10 years from your life now, you, you can easily not be even a teenager. <laughs> so get that straight in your heart. And I know, I know. Uh, you see, somebody may feel that, oh, somebody say, oh, if, oh, if I just go, I mean, if I preach that, I say, oh, if I just go to America right now and I do this and that and that, oh, I'll get, oh, if I just leave and I go to, oh, I'm going to actually suffer another kind of suffering with another full-time labor. If I go to America and I, I say I'm now going to follow medicine, oh, it's not going to be easy at all. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy at all. I'm going to sweat properly. For years, I'll do exam this, that. I'll go and work here. They'll look at me. When they see me, they'll ask, are you from Pakistan? Are you from India? I said, okay, I'm not from India. I'm from Ghana. I said, what? Guyana? Oh, no, not Guyana. Ghana. I said, okay. You have a medical school? They said, oh, yeah. They said, okay. They said, oh, interviews, rejection, this, moving from here, suffering, working the night, day, night, day. Oh, it's not going to be easy. I know. I'm not deceived. <laughs> The suffering and the labor that I've worked here is good. Let me just be in this one. That one has eternal rewards. Let me carry on. It's not as though there's something glowing somewhere. When I just take a step now, I'll suddenly become very rich. It's not like that. There's nothing like that. If I'm deceived, I would think so. And I'll always preach it and say, oh, if I was to just go to America. No, it's not like that. Just go and see. You just go and see. Pastor Peter, who is in Australia, he used to be in England. He was a lecturer there. He went to Australia. So Australia sounds, when you say Australia, it sounds, you know, oh, you should see. And he started a church there. Church is working. We are having a, a shepherd's camp uh, in Australia later this year, you know. So, you know, he forced for to be, to be there. He forced for the church to be there. He forced to become a student. You see, to go, to, see, anywhere you go, you have to do things. You see, all things are full of labor. Going to Australia, going to England, going to America, going here. Oh. He went, he had to go to school as if he's a student. Meanwhile, he was a lecturer. Where he came from, he was a lecturer. (laughs) 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 Then he had to go and get a job somewhere as a lecturer and so on. Then after part time, he would go and work in some restaurant somewhere. So one day he said, Look, he was washing the dishes so he was doing some of the work then he saw one of his students who was also watching and the student said hey, what are you doing here then he asked the student what are you also doing here 
<laughs> All these are full of labor. <laughs> you may think that oh, England is hard. I'm going to Australia. Australia is this. I'm going to America. America is this. I'm going to this. This is this. I'm going to. Get it straight in your head. I say, get it into your spirit. Let it be in there. And rather now look for the labor that has an eternal value. And do that one. I'm telling you. Because whether it's to be a rich man or a poor man, a lawyer, an American, a British man, a, an Australian person, a this, a pastor in a village, a pastor in a town, a pastor in Accra, a pastor in Kumasi, a pastor in Namibia, a pastor, all the, Pastor Kingsley in Namibia who has come, you know how he has first months he has been there. He says he'll be there. He says he doesn't have even any chairs in his house. He's just there with his tape recorder and he's there preaching, praying, soaking in tape fast. He can pray for hours and hours. Going around to people's houses. And so, so you see somebody coming, smiling, moving with his wife, and everything looks okay. So you don't know that a certain storm has beaten him before he has bathed himself and ironed his clothes and come. <sighs> vehemently. I say vehemently. So it is that delusion, you see, and God is trying to kill delusions. And no matter how you preach it, people still have delusions. Abba, why? Why do you still maintain your delusions? And let me tell you, if you are in something and there is no labor in it, ask for more labor. Because you see, it's something that has been promised that in the sweat of thy face thou shalt be. So now there is no sweat and no bread. No sweat, no bread. The reason why today I don't know the price of a tin of milk is because I've sweated. So that's why I don't know the price of it. I just call for milk. Yeah. So I don't know. I do, as I'm, I don't, if I, when I deal milk, I don't know how much. 5,000, 10,000, or 2,000. I don't know. I don't know how much bread costs. I just say, buy bread! Buy bread! I don't know how much it costs. Yeah. <laughs> I've sweated. So I'm eating bread without even knowing how much the bread is going. But I'm sweating. No, you don't have an idea. You don't know. I'm, not that I'm trying to say that as a kind of preaching where you know type of words be that you don't know. No, I mean you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All things are full of labor. Okay, so that's just the first step. Two. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. And the ear with hearing. So, what God is showing you is that no matter what you see, how much money, cars, houses, visas, chairs, beds, your eye will never be full. You will always have a desire for more because Solomon had 1,000, you think about it, 700, all ladies should come on stage, all ladies. Let's come and stand here, all women. (laughs) 
Just, just go to the corner. I need, I need you. Please, I want you to count yourselves, please. Let's count. So, start, start. Say one. <laughs> My brother, come. You, you, <laughs> you, you became Solomon for me. <laughs> It's not the right thing. <laughs> it's not going to be easy for Solomon, I tell you. Finished. Sixty nine, seventy, seventy one. So these are just seventy one wives. Okay, so one by one, you come, uh, <laughs> sit, by, sit by him, and then you go back to your chair. Sit by him, <laughs> this is why, okay, then you can go back to your chair. Next, these are his wives. <laughs> Say hello to him, and then you can go. All right, you can go quickly. All these are his wives, too. All these are his wives. Different colors. This one is uh, chocolate brown. This one is uh, light brown. This one is what color? Fanta color. This one is purple. Different tie, different hairstyles. The eyes, he's not tired. These are only 70. He's not tired. Look at them. Different, different ones. Short ones, tall ones, lean ones, fat ones, slim ones. All right. Oh, bow to him. Bow to him. Bow to him. You don't want to bow to your husband. You don't want to bow to your husband. Oh. You see, so even now, right now he has experienced only about 20 of them. All this while. 
And all these different, 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 different girls are ready. And he will never be tired of undressing them one by one, one by one. <laughs> his eyes, his eyes, his eyes will never be full. It's not a simple. Are you not happy to be King Solomon? <laughs> Huh? He's tired. My brother, come. You can replace him. No, no, you. Yeah. Come and replace him. I think he's tired of uh, Solomonic success. Oh, just bow to him and then. Oh, you two tap them or something and just. Uh... <laughs> Hey, the lady, they don't want to bow. Pride, pride, Lord. Forgive. Oh, tell me tapping them. So, yeah, all right, all right. It's not easy, I tell you. Yeah. Ah, do you have a beloved already? Ah, so she has joined them. You are afraid of her. <laughs> Pregnant ones. Yes, pregnant wives too. <laughs> so which one are you going to have tonight or this afternoon? <laughs> okay. So, I tell you, and you would think that you'll be tired. But what he's trying to say, he wrote it. He wrote it. The eye is not tired. One thousand different women. And you must look at a church. More than a church. Thousand. Convention full of women. And he was not tired. So God is trying to show you that whatever you are seeking for, you will never be full up with it. Never. You will never be filled. If it's education, you will never be filled. You never have enough. If it is money, you will never have enough. If it is cars, you will never have enough. If it is women, you will never have enough. You will always want more. Know it now as a young person. Agree on the way. Yeah, know it now. If it is husband, you will never have enough. One husband will never be enough for you. If it is comfort, it will never be in a love. It will never, it will, oh, that is why people are always struggling in their relationship. Because I want love, I'm not getting enough. I want comfort, I'm not, I want this. But nothing is enough. And you have to learn it early. And know that there is only one thing that can satisfy. And that's why, yeah, agree on, agree now. Agree now. Because as you grow older, you said as you see older people say, all oh, these are foolish things. We have done all this before. All these are, we have done all this before. All these are, this. Oh, that's how they talk. But they, they think that way when everything is over. But you have to think that way now. And why is God telling you that? Because he's trying to take your eye, your glittering, grasping eyes of things that are not real. That will never fill you up. In fact, when I got married there, uh, tell you, when I got married and I asked myself, is this this is it? You also ask the same question. Is this 
it. Is that all? I was actually surprised. So this is like something. <laughs> so much is, is this it? This is it. That is all. Finish. Oh, there must be more. I'm, t- I'm preaching. And you see, I'm talking to young people because if you get this now, eh, you see, this is what somebody wrote at the end of his life after having married a thousand women. You haven't been married one. But if you can guess just what somebody has been through, he can write it in one sentence and you believe it. That is why rather your, sh- your aim should not... I-, I keep on asking people, what are you after? No, people have different plans. I want to do this. I, want, I always ask, what exactly do you want? You see, you must ask yourself, what, what exactly do you want? If, if, if like for me, I, I, when, I, why, when I left medicine, do you understand, in an active way, I said, look, it's not that I like vomit or I like, I mean, blood and I like accidents and all these nasty things and so on. It's not that, that that's what I, I desire. So I, I realized that that's not really what I want. You see, I realized that that's not really what I, I, I'm after. Do you understand? Because I have it and it's, it's not what I'm after. So I realized that what I really want is God. So rather than let me go for God. Do you understand? And I, I realized that the reason why I was even doing medicine was in order to live, to, to, to be comfortable. If I wanted to be honest with myself, I need to have money, I need to live. And so God also showed me, so, okay, then there are other ways. I don't have to be so rigid. You see, and in Ghana, we are so rigid. Because I've gone to school to learn this. I must do this. Do you understand? So you must ask yourself, what am I after? If it's the different things you haven't seen, you know, at the end of the day, you will see so much and realize there's so much more that you haven't seen. In any field. That's why the Bible says, to the making of books, there's no end. That's why it's at the end there. We will come to that. There's no end. Writing making books, learning, seeing. That's why sometimes when people say to me, when I go to different countries, they say, oh, uh, I'm going to preach. They say, okay, so tomorrow in the morning, uh, we'll take you here. We'll take you. I tell them, you know something? Don't take me anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. Because as far as I'm concerned, there is nothing new in any city. I mean, you, you can keep on seeing things and you always want to see things in shops i don't i have no I, I switched off i said leave me in my hotel room with god till the next day till the evening then i go and preach and i will tell them tell the people yongitu is also like that and many pastors after you realize that there's you are not going to see anything it's just a city it's just people with houses building that there's nothing so yongitu is his, his uh, administrator miss lee she said look don't, he's the man, is whatever. Don't, he doesn't want to go in, don't take him anywhere, don't organize anybody, just pick him to the meeting, finish. That's all. I meet when I go to a place, I don't want even lunch and they are coming to take me, it's like they feel that, no, I don't want it at all. Just leave me alone. I'll be there, come for me in the evening when it's time to preach. I'm okay. There's nothing to see. That one has not seen. I mean, there are more things to see. But you, you, you will never finish seeing till you die. And you never, what, what is it that you will see or hearing? Now. And that is why something must die in you to become satisfied. You know, I'm blessed. And it's that thing that is in young men. That's why we keep shifting from beloved to beloved. Shifting from beloved to beloved. 
you are looking. And you will never and when you marry Christ, you see that your eye she will be here, but you'll be looking here like this. <laughs> you'll be looking at heaven, but you'll be looking across the road like that. I tell you. Because your eyes are not full. Yeah. So let's rather look for something that will satisfy us. Because on this earth, look, I've seen more things that many of you can never see. Even cars. When I analyze, I say, you see a car, they've put in something. S class, E class, something. This, this, that. They say, hey, Charlie, they when you sit inside, you see, there's nothing. You see, but it's just something to attract you. They, they keep changing the things to get people. But they have nothing. What else can you put in the car apart from what is in the car? On, off, light on, light off, radio on, radio off, CD. There's nothing. Seatbelt, nothing. And they keep on trying to bring something. <laughs> what is it? That is why if somebody wants to give me a certain kind of car, I don't, I don't like it. There's nothing for me to see. I've concluded. I'm rather looking for, I'm praying for vision to see heaven. This is what I want to see, Jesus. So you see, I've switched my eyes from the earthly things up to God. That's why I wouldn't like to marry any other woman apart from my wife. Because I would, there's nothing that I will see that I haven't seen already. And that if I see, I will still know that there's something else that I haven't seen that I can still see. And it will never be, it will never end. And that's why it never ends. So something in you must die and say, this is the end of the road. This is the end of the road. This is the end of the search. God is trying to bring many of us today at this camp meeting to a place where we say, I have come to the end of my search for things. The search is over. The search is over. And sometimes uh, when you rather give yourself to the Lord, the Lord now, now opens your eyes to see many things you have never seen. You never thought you would see. Do you know that rather because I'm in the ministry, some of the places I've been, I would never have been. I was told, at that time I was with Pastor Prince and Co. I don't know which country somewhere. And I was saying that, you know, if it were not for God, then we would ne- I mean, we would never, I don't know what would have brought me to such a place. One day I was in Swaziland with Pastor Andy, a very beautiful hotel. You know, with Andy and his wife, Geraldine, and Pastor Prince, Pastor Oko, and a couple of other pastors. And we were having breakfast. We were sitting there. We were eating in the hotel, five-star hotel. And we were just, I said, hey, this place that we are, if it was not for God, I know, Swaziland, what's the name of the place? Manzini. What will I be doing? What will find me here? Where on, why would I be in such a place? But rather, because I've taken my eyes off these earthly things and I've fixed my eyes on the Lord, the Lord is rather show me, look at Manzini. Have you seen this plane? Yeah, it's Korea. Have you seen it in Korea? Okay. Yeah, it's Australia. Have you seen yeah, it's Australia? Yeah, it's this. Have you seen? Yeah, it's Japan. Yeah, it's Tokyo. Have you seen Tokyo? Yeah, it's Geneva. Have you seen Geneva? Yeah, it's Milan. Have you seen Milan? Here, yeah, and rather he's showing me all the. It's like the, the thing has even gone out of me. It's rather show me. Just by the way, just, just by the way, look at this place. Yeah. Just by the way, have a look. You will never finish seeing till you die on earth. I'm telling you, you will never finish seeing, searching. I say, look, 
this place that you people lie is a crossroad. When I finished school, I was confused. I didn't know what to do. Hey, when I finished school, how many have experienced that? You don't even, it's like, what do you do? Let me tell you what to do. Find the reason and follow the reason. Don't follow what your eye will see because it will never be full. When you get, look, there are people in London here. I was talking to one brother. I said, doctor, he said, if you show me how to come, I will come. If you show me how I can come, I will come. I'm telling you, if you can. So I told him, I'll help you to come. I'll help you to come. And when I sat down with my head, I said, I'll show you this, how to come. He said, I'm coming. He gave me that month. By this, I'm in Ghana. So I don't know how to come. Where will I stay? What will I do? But you won't easily believe it. That's why you have to choose. If you have to choose, like if you want to do it, choose what you are after. And then when you sometimes you realize what you are after, you realize you are after a foolish thing. For instance, if you are after education, you realize that when you have masters, you still don't have anything. When you have PhD, you still don't have anything. No, I know a certain guy. He did masters. He did masters in anatomy. Then he did PhD. Then he did something. He's still. He's been at it for about twenty years. It never ends. Because when you have in one field, you don't know anything about the rest of the fields. (laughs) So you can spend your time learning until you finish. My lecturer who lectured me in physiology, when I finished medical school, he joined the medical school and went to school. My lecturer, he he was a PhD from America in uh, physiology. And he lectured us, he taught us, he marked us. And when they were marking us down, he was giving us high marks. He said, why are they giving such low marks? He used to give us 90%. But, oh, you must do well. When I finished school, I mean, finally, then he joined, I think his daughter, I wouldn't even survive if his daughter is in the church. His daughter was in medical school and he also joined the medical school and went through. That's all. Because you will never be full, I tell you. A lecturer, at this, at that, America, this, you are not full. So choose your life's vision and follow it. Don't choose things that you see. Things that you see, when you follow them, when you see, you say, ah, is that all? Some of you brothers, you look at these sisters, they look so delicious. They look so delicious. I'm preaching good. I'm preaching good. When you marry them and uncover them, you say, ah, is that all? Is this, is this all there is to see? That is all there is to see. And you want more. A certain man approached me once. He said, you know, uh, he's looking for something more. I said, what is more? <laughs> he said, I've had a lot of girlfriends in my life, but I want something more. I said, what is more? I want a man. I want a man. Yeah. He said, I've had so many girlfriends. I said, oh, I hope you are not thinking about me. (laughs) Because you see, he said, he told me how many hundreds of girls he has slept with. You, you, You are not full. You understand? Now let's try a man. And you should see them. It never ends. It may sound strange to you, but that's what you are also doing. 
Yeah, you may look down on a homosexual, but you are also looking for things. Your eyes, no. My, uh, James McEwan said something about Ghanaian. He said Ghanaian pastors. He said the thing about Ghanaian pastors is, uh, what did he say? Uh, uh, huh? Yeah, they don't know how to sacrifice, and it's like we are after material things. That is the thing that he's noticed most about. And so, even though we may look down on. A homosexual girl, his eyes are looking for anus or for whatever he's looking for <laughs> because he cannot find it. You, get it. You, you, you are laughing at somebody, but you too, your eyes are looking for things. And I'm looking if I can see that thing in Paris or I can see that thing in London or I can see that thing in New York. And you are also following. As you are condemning somebody, you are condemning yourself. I said, Thou therefore art inexcusable, O man, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judges doeth the same things. You've seen a thousand vaginas. Now you want to see a thousand anuses. <laughs> and you are not full. Some of you. How many of you have videos? Television. Raise your hand if you have a TV. Personal one, personal one. Yeah, raise your hand. Fridges, how many of you have got fridges? Yeah. Oh, raise your hand, please. Put that, how many have mobile phones? Yeah, almost everybody has a mobile phone. How many of you have cars? Cars. Yeah. You see that all these things, even when you have them, you are still not full. Is it not true? Yeah. When you didn't have it, you thought, hey, if I have this thing, in fact, I'm cool, I'm done, I'm there. You get it? So tell somebody, the eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. All right? Good. So the next one. The thing that has been is that which shall be. And that which is done, is that which shall be done. There is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It has been done already of old time, which was before us. Amen. God is calling you to wisdom. And one of the highest kinds of wisdom is to learn from what has happened already to your kind. Amen. Amen. To just somebody just like you. You get what I'm saying? You just look at people just like you and look at their lives and learn. Learn. Is there anything whereof we may say that this is a new thing? As soon as you feel you are new and you are the latest... You are in error. You are deceived. You are just... So, if you look at me preaching, you may think I'm the latest pastor preaching in town, but I'm not. In fact, there are pastors before me, there are doctors before me who are preaching maybe better than I am and doing more. I heard of one doctor, Aite, who who is a missionary, personal, a medical doctor to Mali. 
And he preaches and he was interviewed on the radio. And he was asked, what is this and so on. And he talked about sacrifice, said the preaching of the cross. And they asked him, so what about your medical profession and this and that? He said, look, what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. And yet, doubtless, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. And he was saying exactly, he said, you would have thought it was me who was talking. So whatever I'm doing has been done by somebody already. He's giving himself, he's in Mali. Mali. So I'm not new. And you are not new. You will not be the first person who will disobey God. Others, a lot are just like you have disobeyed God. And you are following them zim like that. Yeah. God wants you to learn. You can learn straight away from history. And you will know. what. That, you see, for instance, why would I not want to do politics? Let's take somebody like Rollins. You can see the man came with some zeal trying to do something. 20 years have gone by. Do people think he has done something good in this country? Yeah. Neil, meanwhile, meanwhile, eh, outside Ghana, he's, he's seen as a very good leader. If you don't know, I'm telling you, he's seen as one of the best leaders that Ghana has ever had. That has brought the prosperity and the stability that Ghana has, which most of the countries around us don't have. So he's seen like that. So he, but he's rather here in our country seen as a murderer and as a wicked person and as this and that and so on. Huh? Troublemaker and whatever. So when I look at it, I say, ah, me, I should give myself for such a cause, politics. That is why in me, I look and I say, this thing, I will never do it. I look and I receive instruction. I learn. I learn and I say, this I will not. So is there anything that, has, has, that is new? There is nothing new under the sun. So learn, learn. Okay? Don't just learn from your books. Don't just learn physics and sociology and chemistry and uh, 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 law and this and that. Learn from what you see right in front of you. Is there anything new? You are not new. Your type has been just manifested recently. So why don't you find out about your type and discover more? <laughs> you are just saying, you are, you are just following somebody who has just passed by. In fact, you are an imitation, like somebody said. <laughs> you are an imitation. Your, your type has recently came, come by this road. Just ask somebody around. Have you seen anybody like this? So oh, yeah. Last year, we saw somebody just like this. Even in Kolegono, is there, is Lighthouse a new ministry or move that has happened? There was a move of God earlier called Divine Healers Church. It was a very, one of the, if you read the history of the charisma, Pentecostal move of God. I tell you, it was one of the mightiest moves of God of those times. Divine Healers Church. And when the man died, he was laid in state at, in that far park for about one week. His body, he was laid in state. He was a very, very famous, great man of God. He built his headquarters in Kolegono. So even what Lighthouse is doing is not a new thing. It's something that has been there. People have done great things and done great moves of God right here. I've died and I've gone. So you are coming, you are not a new person. So just cool down. You are not the first who will come or the last who will come. You are just moving along. So learn. And choose your type. One of your type went left. When he got to that place, there was an explosion. He was bent. Another of your type came this way. He passed right. This is what happened. And so choose the two roads. I like this road. And go on the road of wisdom. You are at the turning point of your life. I say where you are now is a very difficult place. Very difficult. Because you can't even see. Will I prosper? 
So what will happen to me? So what will I do? Well, I'll tell you the best thing is choose what in your heart you would like to do with your, with your life. Don't choose money, this, things that when you have, you will never be full. Look at my degree, MBCHB. That's why I finished with, uh, with that. Because it's a very difficult degree to get for seven years. And yet when you finish and you have it in a medical world, there are people who will not respect it and say, you should have this as well. You should have that as well. You should. Meanwhile, when they are actually practicing, they don't use it. And it doesn't even really count. And people have those degrees and they don't know how to do things. Will it ever end? It has to end somewhere for me. I have to choose. And I have chosen. And I'm glad. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.